to another episode of Have You Heard About Animals? Hey, friends. Uh, Bobcat edition. Uh, we have a special guest today from Roar Sanctuaries. Um, what does it stand for again, Carly? Uh, Rustic Acres Wildcat Rescue. All right. So that was Carly. She is one of the workers at the Roar Sanctuary that works with Bobcats with her fiance. Um, what was his name again, Carly? Bryn. Okay. So they've been working with them for a while now. Um, I'm going to let her take over and she can talk to us about the Bobcats. Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, we, uh, we have, we formed a, our 501c3 nonprofit in 2017. So we've been doing that since then. And um, we started off with just Mimi, who, uh, if anybody follows our Instagram, she's kind of our famous little sassy, sassy Bobcat. <laughs> um, and then over, and we just recently got, after that, we got uh, another one, Manka, I think two years later. Um, and then we recently got to a, a couple, Dakota and Moxie. And just to, just for the record, we never buy, breed, sell. We are only a rescue. We only exist to take in bobcats that have um, no other option. So basically euthanasia would be the option, the only other option for them if they couldn't be placed in a sanctuary. So, oh man. Well, um, thank goodness for your organization. Absolutely. <laughs> could you could you explain to our younger audience what euthanasia means? Like, sure. Yeah. In a very so, kind way. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, bobcats are wild animals, and they should never be pets. But sometimes people will. There are people who breed them for profit and will sell them to people as pets. People who, some you know, some people might have this great idea that oh. I want a bobcat. They're beautiful. I would love to have one, but they don't realize, you know, they could be well-intentioned. They don't realize that they, yeah. um, they're wild. They could hurt you. They could hurt your pets. They could hurt your kids. Um, they go to the bathroom everywhere. They just, even if they're bottle raised from, they're infancy, not house cats. At the end exactly. Of the day. They're not house cats. Um, and in fact, case in point, Mimi, uh, was Mimi and Manka were both bottle raised. In fact, all four of them were, they help, they all have different, different stories. Um, two of them came from a wildlife rehabilitator, but, and two of them were, came from a breeder before us, obviously, but yeah, they, uh, they are not, they are not tame in any way. Um, so euthanasia just means, you know, when you have to, if your cat or dog gets really sick and you have to take them to the vet to put them to sleep, it's, you know, kind of an end of life. Cause there's no, way. there's nothing to really, uh, like, isn't it like when like animal control will could like get in like you know when like an animal accidentally attacks a human most of the time it's like okay well the dog or the animal needs to be put down yeah it puts down there's nothing put to, to do sleep. with it mm -hmm. yeah so it's illegal to so so the reason that they would have to be put to sleep is it's illegal in most places to own them okay um or in the in the, in the very few states where it's where it is legal to have them um, which I don't even want to say those states, <laughs> uh, but yeah, don't you know, say people, <laughs> a, a, yeah, a lot of times people will, um, this, you know, so some of my mentor sanctuaries, and I should say unofficial mentors, people that we try to strive to be like, like Wildcat Ridge Sanctuary in Oregon, um, the Wildcat Sanctuary in Minnesota, they're just amazing organizations. They take in a lot of cats who people literally just had some cat as a pet, like a cat, like a wild cat, like a bobcat or a savannah cat or a serval, they'll just open their door and say, all right, bye. And then this cat will be starving. That just happened um, in, so I'm, I'm in Rhode Island, but I'm from Boston and just happened in, in the Boston area to a cat, a serval. Um, and luckily it got rescued by uh, the MSPCA and it went to 
the wildcat sanctuary in Minnesota, but people just literally just let them go because they're just too much for them to handle. And and then they don't know how to fend for themselves because exactly. they were not raised in the wild. They were yep, raised they in a home. Yep. And some of them are, you know, like servals are African cats. They need, they, they don't, they wouldn't survive the winter where bobcats are, are equipped at least to survive the cold. Mm-hmm. But all four of the bobcats that we have couldn't hunt for themselves. They, they're not afraid of people. They would walk right up to people looking for food. And if they didn't get it, they might attack them or. Moral of the story, friends, is to let wild animals be wild animals. Yes. And, yes. and that's and that's what we talk about a lot on this on this podcast is just if it's not birds like you know just normal birds you can feed birds they're they're gonna do their thing regardless but anything like small cats big cats like just leave it to the professionals don't touch them don't go near them don't keep them as pets it's not the right answer leave them and, be just like um, you want them to leave us be yep so let's get into a few questions since we have an expert here I'd like to ask, go ahead. What do bobcats eat on the regular? Um, okay, so in the wild, so they, bobcats have to have whole prey, so they need to eat the a full animal, so the the bones, the fur, the organs, everything. Wow. So, um, I, around here they eat mostly like bunnies and rodents, um, but they have been known to take down a deer before. Um, and in fact, uh, where Mimi and Manka came from, a sanctuary in New York she the woman is Cher she's a friend of mine she she saw it happen (laughs) she witnessed it so it it does happen um I will say though there has been no cases of bobcats attacking humans out of nowhere aside of if they're rabid that recently happened you might have seen that viral TikTok video um that bobcat ended up being rabid well also they found out why it did that as well um not only was it rabid that person had a cat a cat in a carrier. Oh, oh man! And it was trying to get food because it was so malnourished and dehydrated that it was trying to get food. And I was just like, and I even when I saw that video, I'm like, that bobcat has to be rabid because a human would not go, would not be able to go toe to toe with the bobcat like he did, like how he picked it up. I was like, absolutely no way. There's something wrong yep. with that cat. Yep. Bobcats are ridiculously strong. For, well, I mean, all cats are ridiculously strong for their size. Pounds per muscle are stronger than canines. Which is twice the size of a house cat. I just want to put it into perspective for everyone listening, the size of a bobcat. Yep. They're terrifying. So you already said the names of the, uh, the bobcats. Um, do you know the, you know the ages of them, right? Off the top of your head or? Yeah, so um, Mimi, is the, Mimi is six, Manka is seven. And uh, Dakota is 10 and Moxie is seven. So, and Dakota and Moxie, they, they came from a woman who um, surrendered them to us because she was leaving the country and she couldn't take them with them, which is another thing you can't, if you ever, ha- she had the, per- the proper permits and everything, but doesn't mean that you can move anywhere or go on vacation or anything like that. You know, it's a full-time it's a job. <laughs> yep. But those two are a bonded pair. Um, they're fixed. So, you know, spayed and neutered. So there's no no babies happening um, under our watch, of course. <laughs> but um, yep. So they live. They live in it. They share an enclosure. But now, they'd be so cute. How long do they typically live for, bobcats? So the average age in the wild is um, about seven, I believe. Which is oh, um, wow. and a lot of them get. So I've been talking to my uh, the Rhode Island DEM, the, the the Department of Environmental Management, and they found that a ton of them get hit by cars, which is surprising. But I've only seen that once luckily. Um, but in captivity, they can live, and a lot of them starve to death, surprisingly. Um, but in captivity, they can live into their mid-20s. 
Oh, wow. If, if they have the proper care, you know, the proper diet, proper vet yeah. care and all that. Yep. It makes me sad that a lot of them die from starvation because they're tearing down their environment. It's making everything else disperse. Yeah, Habitat a lot of fragmentation. It's, I, uh, it bothers my soul so much. I know. They it's call so it sad. habitat fragmentation. And some states are working on creating like overpasses for animals. So they're like really wide, kind of like tunnels for cars to go through. So there's safe crossings for animals to get to different sections that we've fragmented off with our awesome sprawling. I love that. Yep. I just saw a, vi- a little video of a coyote and a badger literally oh, crossing yeah. together. One of those. Oh, like I couldn't believe it. Best friend thing. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> well, do you know why they do that? No. So coyotes and badgers have a symbiotic relationship. So the badgers will dig up prey and the fox will eat them. And whatever the badger can't get, the fox will help hunt down so the badger can eat. And wow. they just form a symbiotic relationship. Wait, did you say fox or uh, I think it was a, it was a coyote in the uh, oh. in the video, but yeah, um, yeah, it's a coyote. Sorry, <laughs> that was just bonus facts for everybody. You're welcome. Yeah, coyote. <laughs> a lot. A, but the thing is, a lot of coyotes will, um, they will lure a, another animal out. They'll get they'll gain their trust, lure them out, and then leave them to the pack of the coyotes, and then that's when yeah. Well. Well, I want to transition back to bobcats real quick. I know you love to go on your, <laughs> your Lawrence, but I want to talk about bobcats and how incredible they are. And the fact that I read they can leap up to 10 feet in the air, they can swim and they can run 30 miles per hour. Yeah. They're incredible. Now, like how do you build enough space for that at a sanctuary? Yeah, it's, it's tough. In fact, um, that's the one thing that, that, that really bothers me. So we have, um, we actually built each of our enclosures every time we built one a little bit bigger and they all are bigger than the minimum USDA standards. But, you know, for cats that span miles on their own, it's never going to be big enough. Yeah. It's so it's always, that's the heartbreaking thing about any animal in captivity. And that's the thing about um, why we don't like to support breeders. It's just tough because, you know, you're breeding an animal for a life in captivity and that's just not right. It's just a wild animal for a life in captivity. And, um, Dakota and Moxie come from a long line of bred cats. Mm. They are still wild. I mean, it's funny. Moxie is the least quote friendly cat that we have um, in terms of she doesn't want any affection from us. And we, when I say affection, we don't we don't wear hands off sanctuary, so we don't touch them. But even Mimi will show affection through the fence. Like she'll sit next to us and she'll kind of purr. Um, you know, if we get too close, she'll she'll do this bobcat's bark at you. They'll do like a it's, they do this like, woof. it's like, and they, and they lunge forward at you while barking. It's, it's um very scary, but I she, don't want to keep comparing them to house cats, but I know a lot of cats that bark. So oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. I'm sorry. Sorry. I totally cut. Oh, you you're off. fine. You're fine. We, I, we don't really get to talk to you that much except on Instagram and TikTok. So I'm sure people will be really appreciative of your inside knowledge on Bobcats. So we are free flowers in this household. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh they're just so different. But being being raised by humans, like everybody's people will make these comments um more on TikTok than Instagram, because I think Instagram is more of a like they're more of a conscientious following group. We have to they and they, they kind of pay attention, but TikTok people can kind of come out of nowhere and they'll say, 
yeah, well, she'd be friendly if you raised her, if you, if you, if you touched her as a baby. And it's like, well, it's just so ridiculously untrue. I mean, they were bottle fed by a licensed rehab and Mimi is Mimi. And there's also, no they're not dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, so the interesting thing about cats in general, even if you get a house cat and my wife told me this, I didn't even know this. I had to research it after she told me because I was like, what? So the house cat is the closest domesticated animal to being wild. No matter how long you have this cat, it will still have its feral tendencies that's been passed down genetically. It will always be feral. If you let a house cat outside, it's going to revert back to just being feral. It's just what they know. Could not be a dog because my parents' dog literally will not step foot outside if it's raining. So, (laughs) Like a house cat will eat you if you pass away. They will, they will eat you. And I know I shouldn't be saying this on a kid's like kid friendly. <laughs> and that's why I'm a podcast. dog person. Friends. I did read that dogs will too. I read recently that dogs and cats both will. Yep. They will. They don't, they don't care. Survival mode. But you know what? We're all probably ha- happy to let them have us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I'd rather them not die. So yeah. <laughs> um, Until I have somebody a, finds a random question. How do bobcats have the name bobcats? Is it because of their tails? Because yes. their tails are like, what, four, four to seven inches is what I read? Yeah, in, in fact, I think seven sounds long, but it could be. Um, yep, so they're they're just little bobbed tails. And so that's and, why they're called the bobcats. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's, a good, that's a good question. Tyler, this might be a good time to let the folks know what a bobcat sounds like. Oh, my God. Um, and there what are a so... herd of them are. Oh, all right. Do you know what a herd of bobcats is, Carly? You know what? I feel like I read this before um, and I was very, very excited about it. Now I can't remember. I'm going to let you try to guess. Ugh. Well, it, also because they're so solitary, they, you know, it would only be. There's not really a herd of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't, I can't say, I know it's, it was something not quite as cool as a murder of crows, but it's very cool. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so it sounds like clam chowder. It's called a clowder of bobcats. Clowder. Oh, I like that one. It's kind of cute sounding. I wonder if I could pull up a video of them eating for sounds too. I like- love the way they eat. It is so funny. I, I love every, I show my wife every time I see, it, I'm like, look how cute they I, are. Honestly, I don't think that they do that. In, Even in though that wild, thing would probably. eat my Unless face. Unless there's somebody <laughs> around them that they feel like, I was explaining this to somebody. They have to feel threatened enough but not so threatened that they would take it and run away and be truly aggressive so it's like this kind of like they know i'm not going to take their food but they also want me to back off because it's their food so they kind of make this like it's really funny really funny yeah so where i grew up in kentucky bobcats you will know it's a bobcat like out in the wild it sounds like a dying horse almost and you're just like yes they are loud as oh my god it's a big cat about to say, turns out I'm actually a giant rodent and they will eat me. Uh, what would you call it, Carly? <laughs> I don't know, because honestly, one of the things I've learned is they make the funniest, most different noises. And even, and none of our four make the same noises from the other um, aside of the. Okay. Do, can't you hear them for like miles when yeah, they do their like. Well, all right. So let me explain something about that. So interesting fact, Carly, I don't know if you know, or Sam, if you know. So the, why they determine what cats are, what a small cat or big cat mm-hmm is by their vocal cords because small cats are the only ones that can purr. The big cats cannot. So technically a mountain lion is a small cat because it can purr. And same thing with- And it can't roar. 
So yeah. if you can purr, you can't roar. And if you can roar, you can't purr. So lions and tigers can't Bears oh purr. They can roar. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yep. yeah, I heard a bobcat in the middle of the woods one day. And it was it was like dusk. And when I tell you, you know what a bobcat is, is that terrifying noise that just comes out of nowhere. And you're just like, well, this is how I die. Huh. It. <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually heard one, which cue the sound of a bobcat. So I know what that sounds like, please. <laughs> Boom. Oh, you want to hear it now? I, now I want to hear it eating. Go ahead. Cue that, too. What? It sounds like a car revving its engine. Sounds like a freaking car revving up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like little gremlins. I do. Are there more facts we want to talk about? I mean, we know they're nocturnal. They're, are they more active at night? Have you noticed? Like, what do they do during the day at the sanctuary? They, they do sleep all day. Um, okay. But but they kind of, I think that being in captivity does change their natural, you know, changes yeah. their natural behaviors a bit. So like they wake up whenever they, whenever they see me come out, I will actually be, their, their vision is amazing. And I will, we're, we're probably a hundred yards from the house to, to their enclosures. Um, 50 to a hundred yards. I honestly, I'm, I'm bad at that, but I will spy on them with binoculars sometimes just to see what they're doing because they do, they do the cutest things when they know I'm not around. But as soon as they see me or I come out, they stop. <laughs> like Mimi loves to play with things in her enclosure and she won't do it when I'm when I'm filming or when she sees me. So I have to kind of spy on her. She knows better. She has to stay looking fierce. But um, they do sleep a lot during the day. And um, normally they would, they would hunt. They, they might even be uh diurnal the the dusk and dawn hunters yeah, um yeah. i'm not sure if they're not diurnal i like that that's a vocab word for everybody <laughs> yes. i just learned something new um i should know that but um i know that these guys definitely sleep most of the day okay which is great then- so i can work full-time and you know take care of them before <laughs> and after <laughs> uh yeah they are nocturnal though they are nocturnal okay um and then one of my last questions is they don't have any predators do they other than humans like you don't have to worry about like, like I know when you have chickens, you have to be like careful, like raccoons could get them and all that. But like, cause they're like a hundred yards away. They don't have any natural predators, right? That's a good question. I think, um, I think you're right. I think human hunting um, and cars and that type of thing. Um, we, we have coyotes that, so we have, we have cameras all over their enclosures and we have, we see what animals come around and the coyotes are the only ones who come close but I've never seen like a pack of coyotes I've only seen one or two and I'm not sure what would happen you know a coyote versus a bobcat you guys might a bobcat would win yeah yeah. wild dog versus wild cats 100% well not (laughs) only that but a bobcat's bite force is 528 newtons um, but I can do the math for you on that real quick let me get my yeah you're gonna need to translate into um, normal people hold on I'm I'm getting, I got to do the math. Just a little normie over here. I haven't studied zoology. So it will be 119 pounds per square inch. Holy crap. I mean, a pistol shrimp can still punch probably a little harder than that. Right. But okay. Uh, If you had to pick one in a fight, Tyler, pistol shrimp or a bobcat. Oh yeah. Really? (laughs) Really? Say it. I would say a bobcat. Mm, Me too. We tried giving them shrimp recently, actually. Really? Uh, for, oh, for, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, and 
no one wanted it no one everyone said no <laughs> what is this <laughs> we prefer turf over surf thank you <laughs> um but true. I don't think I have any more questions Tyler do you one thing you you sent me the toughest challenges question oh yeah what's yeah I don't know what if you, it, one of the toughest I wrote challenges. it down one thing I wrote down for that was um it's not really about wild bobcats, I guess, but it's uh, finding vet care was really hard because, you know, somebody has to be able to deal with an animal that could, you know, could, could really hurt them or kill them. So, um, and it's not like you can just be like, come on, Mimi, get in your carrier and we're going to take <laughs> you to the vet. So, so yeah, we have to find it. We had to find a vet who was, you know, can deal with dart guns uh, to sedate them to um, who, who has a helper who's willing to, get hands-on and um, yeah, deal with all of the sedation. Cause so, so they're only dealt with under sedation for the most oh, part. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. We, we were able to, the state requires that we put microchips in them in case mm. they ever were to escape or, you know, just well, to yeah. identify them, um, which they won't escape by the way, because we have perimeter fences, everything locks, you know, there's multiple lines of safety there, but we have little squeeze cages that we lure them into for, with food that have guillotine doors and they, they open and close from the outside. And then you, once they get in there, there's like a little panel that squishes them. So they can't really move. And uh, we were able to get them shots and microchips mm. that way. And then they, then, but of course, then they- And I would like to note a lot of time with like wild animals and vet care, sedating is also for their safety, not just veterinarian safety. Because That's true. you don't want mm-hmm. the process to be super stressful for them because it can have lasting effects. Yep. When cats pant, it's really bad. Unlike when dogs pant. Uh, yep. So cats will pant when they're stressed and that's generally a really bad thing. Yeah. I, I feel like I have to tell that to people all the time. They're like, Oh, look how cute my cat is. It's panting. I'm like, no, you're stressing your cat out and it's going to die. Yeah. It's bad when they pant. Noted, Noted for right. when I cat sit for my sister. Well, no you're allergic panting. to cats. Yep. I'm usually the one panting, but it's cause I can't breathe. Um, <laughs> All right, let me double check one more time if we got any more notes. I'm all out of notes. Yeah, I'm all out of notes too. Go ahead, Carly, if you have anything you want to say or how they can donate to your wildlife sanctuary for your bobcats or anything like that. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Yeah, I just, I guess the only thing I will say is that they're amazing animals. They're beautiful, they're adorable, but they're not pets. And don't let anyone tell you that they're pets. Don't, you know, if anyone ever says, you know, I want to buy a bobcat or I'm thinking about getting a bobcat, it's different because, you know, they're going to be raised by me from, from their infancy and it'll be just like a house cat. Run, run away if anyone ever says that to you. Point um, them to this podcast episode yes. specifically. <laughs> yep. And yeah, another thing I would say is don't ever trust, don't trust sanctuaries that say they're sanctuaries that when they, when they handle them, like, you know, cutesy like little them. animals, when they touch them and <laughs> It's uh, just a really bad message. That, that's those are part of the reasons that people will jump into tiger enclosures because they see other people do it, and it's, mm, it's never a yeah. good idea. So yeah, we are uh, rar sanctuary rar underscore sanctuary on Instagram. Um, rarsanctuary.org is our website. If you we'll want to learn, we'll put all of the more. all of the handles in the description so everyone can give them follows. Please, friends, if you have the extra funds donate some money to these sanctuaries, sanctuaries in general, because animal rehab is expensive and needs to be done. Thank you. <laughs> but that finishes up our episode seven. Yeah, we're on episode seven. Wow, that's I going can't by count that high. I know you can't. Um, I can't wait yeah. till you guys do possums. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we were, we were talking about that. Yeah, but uh, upcoming is harpy eagle and foxes. 
I believe. Yes. News to me. It's in our notes, Samantha. Okay. Uh, I haven't looked at the list. I was so excited for Bobcat. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even think harpy eagles were real when I saw a picture of them. They're so cool. Oh, those, yeah. Harpy eagles are terrifying. Yes. And they can pick up small deer. Really? Yeah. Like just pick it straight up. Wow. Like, that's cute. A little weightlifting moment. And they literally look like they're straight out of Harry Potter. Looks like Buckbeak. <laughs> and that's your guys' preview for the next episode. <laughs> exactly. Just All right. That, just that sound clip. <laughs> Looks All right. Like Thanks. Me alone. All right. Thank you for coming to episode seven, Bobcat Edition. We hope to see you soon for episode eight, Harpy Eagles. And that's it. Thanks for listening, friends. We appreciate you. Thank you, Carly. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Have You Heard About Animals? The Educational Podcast was written and created by Sam and Tyler. Music was created by Sam. Editing done by Alpha Kappa and artwork done by Sin Mullins.